Well, we're here for part two. What was the shit she was talking? Hot shit? No, I wasn't. I'm going to keep it real with y'all because as Jessica says, this is just be real. So, I'm going to be real with y'all too. Honestly, me and Jessica have a lot of different emotions. And so, we like to mentally prepare and we like to make decisions for each other on what we feel like we mentally can handle when it comes to the other party. But Saturday... No, was it Friday? It was Saturday. Right. Okay. Yeah, because we had Sunday. We were, we went to ThriftCon and we were supposed to go to STK. So Friday we slept alone. Like you know, we normally are in each other's skin. Just go have been PMSing that week. We were so, now damn near almost in sync. In sync, almost. She when she goes off, I come on. But I'm sorry, y'all. That's a lot. I apologize. But anyway, I apologize. Because there's a lot of information. That so what? Ask. I be telling them a lot of shit. They didn't ask for. Anyways. It's the fan bam. literally have been in Jessica's skin catering. I have her food like two to three times that week. Like I was just being here for her. Showing up. Didn't want her to stress. She wanted soup. She wanted kick out. She wanted Waffle House. Whatever she wanted. I brought it to her because her period kicks her ass. Like when I tell you that's something that can defeat her. It, it really kick her ass. Anyways. I was like yeah. I want I want food. I want a burger. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like it was a Friday. It was a Friday. Okay. So, yeah. I was like, I want a burger from cookout. I bought you a burger. I'm on my period. All I want is, like, steak, red meat. Sorry to the animals. But this is all I want. She was like, okay, I'll bring it to you. And it had been crazy weather out here. I have a big two-year-old pup tight in. My little baby. And I that nigga a, ain't no little baby. He, he's big. He's big as hell. He's a, a big baby. I have a Rottweiler. My little baby. Whenever. Jessica's allergic to him. But she does really good with him. So I really appreciate her for that. Because she takes him on walks and such. But he was outside. And we were in there. We started watching the show. Because me and Jessica. That's what we bond over sometimes. TV. We find shows. We sit. We watch them. We only, can only watch them together. So we're in there. We're watching a show. Or a movie. Or something of the sort. And I'm like hearing rain sounds, but I'm looking at the window and it don't look like it's raining. So I pause it over my window. I'm like, oh, it's raining. And my dog is outside in the backyard, wet. Now he's about to be muddy. I hop up, go to let him in the house. And so normally he knows the path from the back door straight to your room. All of a sudden, happy-go-lucky, here comes Jessica out the room. Hey, Titan. Hey, Titan which redirects him from walking to his room to down the hallway now i have muddy footprints all over and by the time he got to her you know how dogs like to shake off when they get wet he gets it all way he shake off and that was mud and dog fur all over everything and i just got really frustrated with her because like i had expressed to her prior i love my dog i have my dog with a prior engagement we got situationship Anyways, we have this dog. The nigga whose initial she got tatted and she got covered up. Let's just keep it on and say who the fuck it is. Stop trying to sugarcoat. We don't sugarcoat. The fam bam don't appreciate it. I'm not sugarcoating with y'all, but I just feel like some of these things I don't like to revisit with Jessica because she don't really take them and handle them properly. They don't know. That's why I don't give a fuck. They don't know. What's little to me is sometimes big to her. And sometimes what's big to me is little to her. Like that situation, 
I had just expressed to her how frustrated I am. You know, I love my dog, but he's expensive. He's a pure breed, so he eats a lot. He sheds a lot. He's expensive. He fuck up everything. You could get him a toy, and it's going to be, like, torn up the next day. So I'm just very frustrated, and she could tell in my whole tone my body language has changed like i'm aggravated then i go back in the room i want to change the movie i'm looking for stuff and she could sense it so instead of like being like hey yo what's up she's like i'm just gonna leave because i know if i stay i'm gonna explode and that's because that's called self-awareness because where i was if i'm on my period too I'm not about to have a conversation in a rational manner. I'm going to go from zero to a thousand because I'm already on my period and I'm cramping and I have a heavy flow. Yeah, I'm going to just leave and remove myself. And sometimes for her, it's a way of disrespect. But for me, it's a sign of me just saying like, this ain't the time for the conversation because it's not going to be a rational one. It's going to be it's a screaming not. match. But the reason she left also in tune with that is she thought I was about to come at her sideways. In actuality, I was not necessarily upset because in prior, I used to live with my cousin. So me having to clean up behind Titan by myself is nothing new to me. But it's just like in consideration, I have to mop, sweep, wipe stuff down on a daily one because you're allergic so when i want you to come over i don't want it to be dog fur everywhere so you'd be over here snotty nose red nose like how it was when we first went and it, to take i'm him. about to say that's what it took we me to know i was allergic to him. took him to get to a self-washing place the pet supply store and i was like oh just you want to call me i gotta go take the dog to get washed she literally red turning red nose running eyes puffy and I'm so concerned. I'm watching the dog, but I'm looking back, making sure she's okay. I'm trying to rush out of there and go get her some allergy meds so she can feel better. But we have now established that she's allergic to Titan. So although they do And the fact that she he's a pure breed is the reason why I'm allergic, probably because a lot of my dogs, like my dog is a Yorkie Poo. She's a mixed breed. So like she's hyperallergenic. So a lot of the dogs I've been around are hypoallergenic. So I'm not around pure breeds. Right. So I'm like like we just were just, we went up on the wrong page so the energy was just off so then it comes saturday i'm asleep and i'm rejuvenated and i'm having a good day like i done gotta mop my house wiped everything down from top to bottom cleaned up and prepared just my first saturday at home alone not having any dates planned not having anything to do with my first saturday where i could sit at home and be at peace and the energy i get from jessica is like I didn't know I was waking up to this because I thought when we went to bed last night, we had put all of this shit to rest. And so we're having conversation after conversation and she's expressing her feelings and her emotions and I'm listening. And then she'd be like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to talk. Then she called me 30 minutes later. So it's like, once you tell me the first time you're good and you're in your emotions and you no longer want to have the conversation, I'm thinking the conversation Keep is in dead. mind, there was some news I received that was very much a right. revisit of my past when it came to my rape situation, which I didn't disclose to her yet. So it's like, given that we had that situation prior and we really didn't talk about it, I'm on high emotions already because my period's here and I'm literally bleeding out the ass and cramping. Then I get that information that's casually given to me by a family member as if I'm supposed to just be okay with it, which is like uncomfortable because it's something I've I've grown. I'm not going to say I healed from fully, but I'm healing from, but it's still a trigger. So then like the way that Chelsea had handled the situation prior that night 
had been a trigger as well because it was a trigger when it came to me and my mom, my mommy issues. So it's like, and I still have to deal with my mother occasionally right now because like by force I have to. But it's not like I have a beef with my mom, but like I told you, she's a narcissistic parent. We'll have that conversation later and Neil will be back for that one. But like, it was like, it was a lot of emotions. So like I'm in overload because I told you about this whole job situation, this. So it's like, I'm not thinking a journal. I'm not thinking of fucking punch the punching bag. I'm I'm going back to what I know that's going to be able to calm my nerves, which is self-harm. So that's exactly what I did. Because she was getting on my nerves, and I felt like your person's supposed to be your safe space, and she wasn't giving me safe space energy. So I'm ready to snap on her at this point. Because, like, what the fuck are you here for? But I never told her why I was so triggered. So everything she was saying and doing was irritating the fuck out of me that day. Right. And me not really understanding the situation that really was majority of the root until it was like further expressed like i love my family a lot of my family from florida from baltimore south carolina so we cuss like sailors and it just comes naturally and i never really realized how it could affect jessica because every other word could be a bitch or oh my god what the fuck bro and it's like i'm that's what i've grown up with my family cuss like sailors it's become a part of my vocabulary it's just like every other word may be a cuss word but it's not coming at you in no crazy way it's just how i how i you know sometimes express myself and she was like yeah this vituberous language like she like this is vituberative don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) prime example don't give a fuck vituberative that's why the fucking shit didn't go through that's like when you flick me the shit miss bitch come here yeah let me show you carry on so anyway (laughs) y'all she was like, why do you use that language? And in my mind, it's like, bro, it's natural, bro. It's natural. I've probably been cussing like a sailor since high school. Never really thought about it. Because, you know, my grandma, before she got saved and sanctified, my, her sister, my, my great-grandma, my uncle, that's what they did. So it was just like nothing. But that day... We were both high levels of emotions. And when I tell you I was at my peak where I was going to be the one to initiate the we could just be done type conversation. When I threw my phone across the room and then I, it was like, when I threw my phone across the room, not only did my fucking phone break, but like my heart broke. Because it's like that high level of emotion where I want to damage and hurt or break something is not good. And so we really need to have a conversation. I'm like, just I need to see you face to face. We really need to talk. Like, we really need to get to the root of Meanwhile, at this point, I'm broken down like snot nose crying because it's just like, her cursing at me is something that my mom has done to me my whole life. And when she curses at me, it's a reprimand and a way to, as a narcissist, say that you're not doing what I want you to do. So in a way, I was taken back to my childhood. So now I'm like, hell no, I'm not dealing with this shit because I've been checking my mom about this shit and I ain't gonna let my girlfriend do this shit to me too. So now I'm on defense because now I feel like I'm not just going at it with just a person. I'm going at it, I'm not going out with my girlfriend. I'm going out with any old person. And then on top of that, you're giving my mom's energy. So it's like, who the fuck you think? Yeah, now I'm telling you like some random bitch on the street. Like, what's up? What you want to do? That's where I was at. That's where you was at? That's where I was at. And I could tell she was there because she went for the, she sent me my, she sent me a text like, my inner child doesn't want to play with your inner child. Oh, yeah. Damn sure did. My inner child want to leave you at the playground. And in my mind, 
I'm sorry, y'all. We watched this show called Found in about two girls that got kidnapped and he kidnapped both of them girls at the playlist. I'm like, you want me to get kidnapped? Like, you're just trying but to... But that was me. my way of saying, like, without really coming at her crazy, like, my inner child's no longer connecting with your but inner see, child no more. In my mind, that's the craziest way to commit me because it's like a total mind fuck. It's like, bro, what are you talking about? What are you really trying to say to me? And I'm in that point of my relationship or like any prior relationship, I've never been the one to end it. I've always waited for the person that I was in the relationship with or as Jessica likes to call them, all my many situationships to be like, I no longer want to deal with you. Because I always feel like if I... I'm sorry. If I say I don't want to deal with you, I feel like I'm abandoning you. Mm-hmm. And so I never want to be like the one that's like, I'm done. I always see a light. I always see some positivity. I always see a reroute. But I'm the opposite because as soon as some shit feel uncomfortable and I said my little, my inner child don't want to play with your inner child, she already knew what the fuck was about to happen. Like, my piece is more valuable than this shit. It's too expensive. So I will let your ass go. Because if my inner child not trying to fuck with you no more, that's not even me. That's my whole little me that I, has already been healed and is moving on and casually is able to address what she needs and what she don't need. And when little me is not in agree with my, my current me... You said we have a fucking problem. Yes, and it was a major problem that day because after that text and all the many, many, many conversations we had, I literally spiked my phone across my marble fucking floor and my phone broke. And I told her that. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I don't know Jessica. She felt bad. Conversation was good. And it was like, I don't want you to feel bad. I just really want to know what the root of all of these problems were today because... We were having such a great day. I thought we were going to have a great day. And it just wasn't what it pictured. I can hold myself accountable because I'm still in the phase of... Since that's something that really changed and traumatized me. And literally had an effect on a lot of my relationships. Because as I told you before, my mom didn't find out until 15 years later when it happened. Nobody in my family really knew. And even to this day, it's kind of like some cliche. Like, I feel like my family thinks I'm lying type shit. Um, and my cousin lives in the next complex over now. It's some shit. It's like my own girlfriend not gonna sit here and defend me and believe me after I made this clear and transparent about how this shit affected me. And to the time where to the point where I gave her one of the deepest, darkest secrets of my life that I haven't told a soul and my godmother who no longer is on this earth. May she rest her soul. It's like But you know I believe you. I know. Because I told Jessica, I have that tool on me. So from here on out, if we got to go to the grocery store in pairs, or if we got to do stuff in pairs, just so she feels comfortable because she feels infiltrated. She feels like the predator has now entered into her zone and has closed her off even more. Then I told her, I'm like, girl, I will ride out to the end of the road, like, to the end of days with you. Like, you ain't got to be... But my mom has always told me to, to shake it. So when Chelsea was cursing at me, even though it wasn't intentional... It was giving me flashbacks. So now I'm over here like, well, who the fuck? Nah, I'm ready to fight. Like, fuck this shit. Fuck this relationship. Fuck all this shit. Because if I got to sit here and defend myself in my own fucking relationship, fight the world, fight you, and fight my family, then fuck this shit. I'd rather just fight my motherfucking self. And that's how I was feeling. So, like, I'd rather just let this shit go for my inner peace because the peace that I literally longed and worked so hard to attain was already being disrupted by the actual problem being so close. I have to do this shit with somebody who just came in my life for two months and don't really understand how fuck, how much this shit has fucked me up. Like, I'm ready to just let your ass be where you need to be. 
So when she was telling me like, oh, I only I only operate off one emotion. I'm like, well, then maybe I'm not the motherfucking bitch for you. Because I don't operate off one emotions. I have different emotions and they come and go. And when they come or they go, I feel my feels. This is the reason why I'm able to articulate exactly why I feel when I feel. Which is why I feel like when it comes to being a light, like you got to know where your light can flicker. You got to know when your light is going to get dull. And you got to know when it's like, it's time to change the bulb. Because baby, I need to recharge. I need a whole new light. Like... I could tell myself when I need my shit about the flicker, when I'm being triggered, I tell her my triggers and she just feels like sometimes I think she feels like I'm, she's always triggering me, but healing is a journey where there's no expiration date. So yes, I might have been healing from the situation, but there might be a situation that you do that triggers me that I need to address and make sure that you're addressed too. So that now that we know how to work through it together in this relationship for the longevity, there might be moments when my light bulb goes out all completely like that shit on Saturday, my light bulb went out completely. Cause it's just like, you're focused on thinking that you did some shit to me, asking me, what did I do wrong? Not really asking the real question of what's going on with you? Why are you acting like this? And what, what trigger did I do that caused you to feel this way? But I can't expect her to react that way because she hasn't started her full healing journey to address it. I won't say she hasn't started her healing journey because she has, but she hasn't had the tools provided by an unbiased source, an objective source, which is a therapist, to allow her to realize how some of her actions could literally cause a reaction in a way so that's kind of where i was in the situation she's over here trying to kiss me get off me (laughs) anyway that's what that is so i can't expect it so that's why i had to step back and be more patient like damn i feel bad because i'm expecting you and putting pressure and not giving you the grace you deserve because you are just starting your journey and it's not fair to you as much as it's not fair to me But I have to look at it both perspectives and an unbiased opinion. Like, yeah, I'm pissed off, but she doesn't know how to handle me because she's never been in a real relationship. Like, every time some shit happens sometimes with us, I'm like, this is her first real relationship. She's with the same sex, and she's with somebody older. Somebody who's more mature and been on a journey spiritually where emotionally they're cognizant of who they are emotionally. Because you say, I always express my emotions, and I have no problem no matter what they are. Whereas opposed to you, you suppress them and you keep them to yourself. So, in reality, it's like we're in two different spaces, but we're trying to get to the same goal. But she's trying to meet me where I'm at, but it's harder because I'm just like, duh, stupid, just ask me, like, what triggered me? Because that'll be easier rather than just go through this whole bullshit. No, it's not. And I want to tell y'all, it's not because... Because that's not your first instinct. No, because, and this is why, when Jessica says, I just be wanting her to ask me and I can tell her, it's not the case. Not that. I don't want you to ask me. I want you to realize it's a trigger, nigga. Not the case. Because there has never been a moment where I there's an issue with us or anything. And I can can tell when there's something going on with Jessica. And so it's always Jessica what's wrong, what's going on. But wait, why can you tell there's something wrong with me? Okay, I never said it's not because you emote, but you But no, no, let the people know why you can always tell there's something wrong with me. Because Jessica emotes all of her emotions very properly. But it's not to say, and I don't like how she just said I don't ask because I do ask. You ask Jessica a million times in that moment when you can see it on her face, her body language changing, her whole attitude and personality is gone. You can tell and you ask her and she's going to be like, nothing you gotta ask her two to three times before she really wanna speak her why piece. would you smack me stop telling these people that i know you're looking at my feet and we got the same like no i wasn't i was something. looking at the chair uh-huh sure because i don't want my grunt slippers because these are not that's not the right chair you're supposed to be on because this shit is loose 
Okay. Anyway, yeah. carry on. Let me sit on your lap. No. Carry on. <laughs> but yeah, so sometimes it's like you gotta pry the information out of her, but she swears she gives it up so easily when it comes to her emotions that she doesn't. And sometimes I really want her to realize, like, I ask you and I take the time to try to be very attentive to you and your needs and your emotions and everything that comes with you. But it's like, you don't make it easy. You don't make it easy. Her favorite analogy when she compares herself is to an onion. She gives off in layers. Mm-hmm. And so it's like she does not make it easy to get to the core. And I'm trying. I'm crying on the inside because the onions is so hard to get cut into. It's so hard. And I feel like in some of those moments, she doesn't actually take my initiative and effort as like I'm trying. She takes it as if I'm just asking to ask or I'm just trying to make it. What about told her it's just for her checklist? And she, yeah, she felt like it's for a checklist or something. And I'm like, baby, this is not for no list. This is because I see something is wrong. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your personality. If you want to cry, just let me hold you. Like, I really just want to be there for you. If you want to scream, scream. If you want to punch, please don't punch me because I'm fragile. But I can find you somebody that you can go toe to toe for. Like, whatever is wrong with you, I'm going to try to uplift you in any way possible. Let me, it's, if it's taking you out of your comfort zone, taking you on a trip to Asheville, taking you up to Lake Norman to go to the park. Whatever it is, buying you a book of poems. Whatever it is, I'm going to try to find a way to put a little bit of positivity to redirect the light back to where it is supposed to be and i feel like sometimes in our relationship she really never sees the effort that i actually put so sometimes when she do argue i never never told her this Virgo, i'm a perfectionist i'm sorry sometimes when we argue although she's like i'm done there has been many times where i have agreed with her but it's like i don't give up easily like i may fall a million times but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep running. Like, I feel like in certain relationships, you have to go through more than just what every season. You might have to go through Oh, yeah, because that's the reason I told her. I said, like, I got to see all seasons before I marry your ass. It might be a little different than that 80-20 that she was mentally prepared for when she was coming into the relationship. Because as she has seen, our relationship, our emotions are not 80 20 they're like 70 30 they're like oh, 60 40 60 40 90 10 sometimes like 99 1 <laughs> like there it'd it be like that and i'd be like she just i'd be like sometimes she just doesn't see me in my entirety as how i'm showing up in this relationship so every time she says that she wants to end it or we get into these arguments and we feel like there's no outlet I feel crushed by it. I feel like she... As you were saying, sometimes I don't see you or I'm ready to end it. You be crushed and... But y'all see the tone of voice that she has right now too? No, I'm just mommy. But sometimes she just really doesn't see me and she don't take me seriously. But I see her because, all the time. But she never really sees me and so we have these arguments and these disagreements and then where it's like all odds and then i get the bae i just want to let you know that i appreciate you and i may not have told you all the time that i appreciate you but i appreciate you are for you trying to tell me about my voice yesterday yeah because after we argued out the ass that day then i get a oh, yeah, argued yesterday just because you did send me that after we had an argument prior to the day before 
I'm trying to do better because you say that you don't feel seen. Right, but it takes arguments and me having to really tell her I don't feel seen for her to only after arguments lets me know that she sees me. But she doesn't articulate that she feels seen. That I'm fighting. And this argument really only stemmed because I was on my period and I was like, just gonna spend the night, spend the night, spend the night. And in my way, that's my way of saying I need my person. I need you here with me. I want to be held. I want to be cuddled. I want affection. When I'm a direct motherfucker, if you and don't, I don't know your, right. I don't know your language. I don't know your language. And so, so she was at my house. She was like, oh, I don't have clothes. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna come back. Da, 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 da. She gets home. She texts me. She's like, oh, I'm in my safe space. I don't want to come home. And it hurt my feelings. Like I'm getting ready to get in the shower because I'm like, oh yeah, let me just prepare everything. She's coming back. If she goes home, take a shower. I can take a shower. We'll be ready to watch movies or something. And I'm like, her telling me she didn't want to come back hurt my feelings. I did what that's I had to do. That's not what I said particularly. She, but she didn't say that verbatim. But that's what I'm getting from your tone. You're in your safe. No, but tell them what I said. Well, what'd you say, Jessica? Speak I said the. I said I'm the probability of me coming back out the house is a zero because I'm in my safe space. And given the turmoil from the day before with the news I received, I hadn't felt safe in my own house or apartment because literally this nigga is in the next apartment complex over to feel safe and secure to want to just lay down, relax and not feel like I'm on 10 with tension was something that I hadn't experienced in the last 24 hours. And I hit her with the, okay, no worries. And she hit me with the bet. And so, that's another thing. We come from different. She come from, she's from New York. She's a southerner. And she's a <laughs> New Yorker. So, somewhere she was like, bet, cool, okay, it is what it is, whatever. Gets mixed up in translation. Solid. She said bet. And I'm like, what do you mean bet? Because bet down here is like bet, like with aggression, like bet. What's, we got static, what's up? So, I called her and I'm like. And bet for me means like when she's like, okay, yeah, no worries. I'm like, all right, bet, cool. Like, we good. Like, bet, no problem. Like, I'm glad you understand. Like, thanks for understanding, bet. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, she's aggravated. She's telling me bet. She's upset with me. And I'm like, how come she upset with me? And I ain't doing nothing. And I wasn't upset. That's I called her. And we had a conversation. And it just casually slipped out. I've never, ever told her. But I'm like, you know, I'm just disappointed because I need my person. But I don't want to take you out of your safe space to put you in an uncomfortable position to make me feel comfort if you want to be at home it's okay it's no worries we can reschedule we can postpone i can come to you however you want to do it we can do it i do want to be with you but if i'm not with you tonight i'm gonna be okay and a lot happened that night a lot of different conversations but the real light was last night yeah, I mean, Quesadillas. The real life for me where I say, I, I'll go back to why I fell in love with you last night is because... Girl, if you don't get the hell off of me, get off of me. The reason why I fell in love because I always say that when I had originally told her I was having an emotional detachment when I started to detach because... Unfortunately, as y'all know, I always say I have the art of detachment now where I think things in moments like... It was a moment. It happened. If I started detached, that means it's not really for me. And I enjoyed it while it happened. And I take the memories and the lessons that come with it. That's what I was really trying to do. Because I'm just like, I'm not going to force somebody to emotionally allow themselves to be vulnerable to me. When I'm constantly being vulnerable, transparent as hell. And just literally pouring myself out compared to my old relationships. Which is like, I would literally be toxic. Do manipulative shit to make you pay attention to me. To say what I had to say. So... I fell in love with her because when we were having the conversation, it was literally like having a conversation with my best friend, but it was like 
having a conversation where I really felt like I was talking to my partner. I was talking to my future wife. I was talking to the mother of my children. I was talking to my equally yoked person where I seen a couple tears shed, which is where she's not a crier. So it was like having a conversation. I think it was divine timing because having a conversation with her mom calling when she did and being before going to see her, what I think was a universe's way of kind to socially construct a way of vulnerability for her a vulnerability for her mom and me kind of be like showing them like in both perspectives from her mom's perspective as her being the only child and from what Chelsea tells me how her mom and her grandmother's relationship was kind of like how me and my mom's relationship was and then speaking as an only child who's literally like raised by her mom and I'm far away from home and like kind of having her mom realize like how the conversations Chelsea and I've had and what she's trying to do when she talks to her like when she said her mom a couple times, like, I don't like how you emoted that. Like, that's not something I'm comfortable with. She's looking at her like, what do you mean? Like, oh, my apologies. That kind of thing. So it allowed us to have a deeper conversation because normally our conversations, are, I wouldn't say surface, but they're not as in-depth and gentle in emotions where I'm dealing with her heart. Because the first thing she said to me was, I'm giving you the key to my heart and nobody ever had it. And I'm opening it up. And that means that I'm trusting you with me. And the fact that she says she's letting me trust her fully totally trusting herself and her heart with me is was like damn and to sit there and literally we talked for like what was it babe like two and a half hours yeah we talked a lot but then just couldn't keep up because i was getting sleepy. sleepy i'm an old person and i'm over here trying to tell her pour out my heart and she's like can't even keep her eyes open so then i kind of got over it i was like yeah whatever but we majority did. we got to the root of the conversation we though. did we had a great conversation we did, and I feel like it was so beautiful for us to actually be able to have a conversation. I feel like I was really holding up on my end of the relationship, but it took a lot for us to get there for me to open up to her because it's like I'm so used to telling people my business or I'm so used to the second I tell my mom about somebody, two days later they're gone because the universe has put it in my head like, yeah, nah, they weren't the person because the second you tell your mama if somebody vanishes, they were never really meant for you. My mom has heard about all of the ghosts of my past, but she's never met anybody. She may know somebody by name. She ain't never seen a picture. And just was really on her option the first day she met my mama. But my mom was like, oh, I ain't never seen a, part, a picture of such and such. And just was like, oh, I got a picture on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, girl, what the fuck does that matter? So she could be able to see that her daughter upgraded. But anyway... Upgraded to a big butt and a nice smile. And then we trust the big butt and the smile. That girl is poison. And it's just <laughs> shut up. Goofy. Anyway, carry on. But yeah, I feel like it was such a very good conversation for us to have. And I'm so down for us to have more. Although, I feel like if when we would have continue to do these things me and jessica started dating we were going on our first trip to Asheville, and i initiated these things called vlogs just like for our personal growth and maturity in this relationship something we can show at our wedding something we can show our kids whomever we feel comfortable when the time comes to show how much we have grown i feel like those were really good foundations for us and if we really really kept up on track with those we would have been really i would have been way better at communicating with her because in those moments i feel like we talked about a lot of stuff 
and how I know we talked about a lot of stuff is because they would be like 25 minutes and I would be like I don't even realize that we just sat here and talked for 25 <laughs> minutes this thing, we just talked for almost a whole hour and a half and we're now doing a part two like in the moments where we have conversations time flies by flies by because it's meant to be like the conversations just flow they're so natural they're so generic they're just so meant to be and so yeah they're not generic they're authentic because generic means that they're just like common anybody can have access and they fucking can't they can't you're right it's great the terminology here but pretty much in a totality of what we're trying to say is why would you do that I have a battle wound for my self harm. We're fine though. Disappointed. Um. So, in totality of us sharing all of this with you is there's a light, and I personally feel like I understood that I had a light is when I never understood until I seen it on Twitter. It was like a couple weeks ago when they say when animals, babies, and people are naturally drawn to your light because it's a safe haven, and I didn't realize until like. For instance, like I told you, with my homegirl, Morgan, who's like my little sister, we haven't supposed to see each other in five years. I had a conversation and she was able to divulge and just express herself and tell me everything's going on, even down to the darkest moments. I'm a safe haven. Babies adore me. Who baby like you? Babies adore me. What baby like you? Okay. Animals love me. What animal like you? You. <laughs> <laughs> I just like dogs. I'm not the bros, baby. Sorry, you came over to the reds. We know you do. But let's not talk about that anyway. That I was a safe haven. Like, I am a space where people can feel like they can be themselves. And there's a purity in in a soul, in your soul, when they aren't prone to shy away from you. And, And that's how you know you have that light. And light is always the beacon to get through the darkness. Like... When I had my relapse on Saturday, I literally stopped because I'm thinking to myself, Chelsea would be crushed. Chelsea would be so disappointed that I went back to this. Chelsea would be so upset because she went to sleep and I didn't call her one. But nonetheless, it's like, why? Because you're going to have to explain this. And the best way that it got me fucked up, y'all, when she's like, hang on to our kids. When our kids ask about this, are you going to be willing to explain this to our kids? And that literally had me stuck like, oh, shit. Like, because we're not keeping any secrets from our babies. From now, from previous. We're going to let them know everything. But I, me and Jessica have a pact. You want to tell them? 519. We have a 519 pact. And 519 is the number of the pact. Because as y'all know, Shay was born on October 11th, 1991. And passed away on May 19th of 2019 may 18th of 2019 so it's called 519 for the month and the year she passed right and i tell jessica very often it's like we know that you have gone through things and things still linger and sometimes you just feel as if you're unworthy and all every emotion comes at you sideways and you don't know how to handle it but i told her when you feel like you're about to have a panic attack call me i'm gonna come when you feel like there's just no more room left for you on this road call me i'm gonna come 
you never have to be alone because I'm always going to come. I live 11 minutes down the road, but I promise you I'll make that 11 minutes like five. She's done it before. And be at your door. She's done it before. And, and she's always on the other side of town. Like, I'm coming to you. No matter what the situation is, you never have to be alone. So, But when you're so used to being a light for everybody else, you're not used to being having the light shined on you. So I'm not used to somebody really showing up. People are like, yeah, I got you for anything. It's like, yeah, bullshit, whatever. But literally. But Chelsea really shows up. Like, there's times I had a panic attack. There was a there was a 519 situation. When I say this girl hopped out of bed so quickness, so quickly, was here in seven minutes, and it's 11 minutes to get here. Seven minutes, damn near five flat, in the pajamas, and was like, hold on, I got to lock my house. I didn't even lock none of my house on my doors before I left. Like, Literally what it was, and I just cried in her arms. Right, get over here, pulled up that good old CPI. Shout out to CPI. I'm like, damn, I gotta lock up the house. Definitely left everything open for the world. But it's like, even then, they're just like, even any time we've ever had any, any breach on that pack, I'm here for her. Like, we've had some of the worst of the worst in the earliest stages of our relationship, but it's only ever made us stronger to see her at that the most vulnerable of stages. Well, what she means is that, let's be honest, the first ever altercation or indifference we had is when she said some shit that literally took me off where I had to go outside and go for a walk in the dark in my complex. I don't even talk about that one. Oh, let's talk about... Tell them about that one, Chelsea. Because that was literally only a week after we were literally in each other's faces. Right. So, me and just have... This is where that level of different communication comes in. Because me and Jessica were just like... I don't know. We were standing in her, like, living room. And she was saying something. And I'm, like, you know, still young as her. And, like, I'm in her face. But I'm not in her face as an aggressor. Like, I'm just in her face being goofy, playing, play fighting. Because now we have got to the root that we play fight with each other. But back then, she didn't understand it as play fighting. Like, she thought I was really trying to come at her. And I told just because it's all the time, babe, I love you, but I will never. Because she said to me, so what's good? And she's in my face. Now, all my fellow New York niggas, y'all know when niggas say the two word, what's good? It's not even W-H-A-T-S. It's what's good, which is W-A-S. What's good? That's fighting words. I mean, you trying to throw hands. So she pressed me and literally got in my face. Like, literally but close enough we could touch. In her mind, like, she thought I was trying to be, like, an aggressor. And in my mind, it's like, bro, I'm just really playing with you. What's good? But the facial expressions, like, because she was so trying to be sold into it. It was like, I couldn't tell the difference. So I'm like, yo, for her to try to press me because I've been in a domestic violence relationships, that shit kind of took me back. Like, I was ready to swing on her. Like, so what's good? Like... You about to you but you about to hit me like what's good because I'll lay your ass here right now like what's she up? will that's the thing just could lay me out flat y'all and I know my fate if it was if me and Jessica were ever getting to a fight but I know whenever it happened I know I would get my ass beat she's telling me all the time Chelsea your stances are crazy that's why I play with the tools not with my hands I'm too pretty to fight I will shoot somebody before I fight but, but so what's good me after I told you like my experience with my past relationships in domestic violence and like. It's like, so you trying to press me for real? Like, so I didn't know the difference. And I was not. So I was mad. I So I took a walk because I really was about to swing on her. And like, I was so confused because I'm like, why is she so mad? I was confused. She was upset. The energy was all over the place. 
But now we we have these cues and we have words that we know we just should not say to each other. We got to like a list of no, no words. Because when we say them words, those are words that get lost in communication between the North and the South. So we have a list of no, no words. Which brings me to the point when it comes to being in the light, sometimes you have to be in darkness to figure out how to keep hold of your light. Because like how she said that I it, it'd be lost in translation and I'd be in the darkness in my 519s. I'd be lost in the darkness sometimes. I'd be like, yo, that's the light. And Chelsea sometimes is the light. Or me thinking about our future kids, like Jacoby and Cece, or thinking about Those our futures. We have a list of names. That I have to think about keeping hold of my light. And like, and it's crazy because as much as I don't be seeing myself as a light, like Chelsea would say to me all the time, like, you are a light to a lot of people. You probably just don't realize it. Like, you're a light to me. And it's like, it comes back to the concept of be the light of people can see your light. And like I said before, and be jealous of it because it isn't as bright as your, their, their light isn't as bright as yours. But when you're being a light with yourself, as in the don't be so heavy all the time, find a way to lighten your own life and literally and figuratively find your light and never grasp hold to make sure you never let that shit go. So that's how I feel when it comes to being a light. Y'all have spoken to my light. Neo soul became the light with common. And that's the light. So I don't know if you got anything else to say, babe. No, I don't. I really appreciated the opportunity. Hope to be back soon. And just because I'm not a hater. Because I know you <laughs> I wish. I know they're going to start liking me more. Maybe I might sneak in the Y'all gonna more, gonna more her to be as a co-host. Uh, co and I don't, I don't do co-hosts. I don't want to be a co-host. Maybe just want my own episode of just me talking to the people. So if y'all want that, let me know. Yeah, let me know too, cause I don't it's know how the hell that's my door. Just like me talking to y'all, trying to get to know me and really get to know the stuff Jessica don't tell y'all. I'll give all the secrets. It's probably gonna be shit that she ain't never told me. So what the hell is the difference? Right. So maybe it's a podcast just for Bay. So do you have anything that you leave by that's a B-roll bomb or a proverb or something that you do for a day to day that you want to share with the people for the fam bam? You don't. I never claim my bitch or even my boo. You have a comment said. <laughs> anyway, y'all, that's the episode called Be the Light. Hopefully, I enjoyed this two part series. Thankful to my amazing girlfriend, Chelsea, for being here, being a co host, and being another voice on this podcast. Y'all now have more insight on me, our relationship, and how things go down. As I always say on air, let's keep it real. And always remember be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. Be great, be well, be a light. I'll catch y'all on the next one.